Welcome to Humboldt Last Week. My name is Miles Cochran. This right here is an audio rundown of Humboldt's last seven days of news when you want it. A way to get caught up on your own time while you drive, while you exercise on a hike, when you're getting stuff done anytime. Thanks to all of you subscribing on iTunes and SoundCloud or however else you get podcasts. Thanks for telling friends. And of course, you can listen, connect, and even check out new music playlists at HumboldtLastWeek.com. Thanks a ton to this week's sponsor, Bongo Boys Studio, where many of Humboldt's finest musicians have come to record for the last 15 years. Bongo Boy also manufactures CDs and DVDs for artists, organizations, and filmmakers right here in Humboldt County. Go ahead and give them a call, 839-5090, or visit that website, bongoboystudio.com. Well, good job, Humboldt. We've got an unemployment rate at 4.5%. Channel 3 said that means we're doing better than Del Norte. Mendocino, Trinity, and Siskiyou counties. So as a modest and humble county, please join me in saying, neener, neener. Did you hear about that bear in Bayside? He was locked inside a minivan, totally destroyed the thing, honking the horn, thrashing the interior. I saw in Loco, these people are on vacation, neighbor called Fish and Wildlife, and they were able to open up the door, and then the bear bolted into the woods across from the driveway. Who knows how Smokey got in there, but uh, he was in no mood to hang out. Just goes to show, Humboldt, we gotta remember, it's not only tweakers breaking into our cars. There was the March for Science, you hear about that? With over 2,000 people in Arcata, all marching in Leinstein. This happened in an estimated 500 cities worldwide. Loco posted a bunch of photos, people definitely packed the streets. One of the signs could have said, are we dar losing or dar winning? Mary Jane in an airplane. Because recreational marijuana is legal in California, but still illegal federally, someone on Reddit was wondering if their, quote, roommate could do weed deliveries using an airplane between Humboldt and the Bay Area. One of the top comments was basically like, if you want to make money off weed, find a way that doesn't expose you to federal officials in federal airspace. Guess you don't want to be the guinea pig for that one. And then mostly everybody else is like, find an actual lawyer to ask in person. Well, don't tell Bobo you don't believe. Cheers to the shooting of the finale of Finding Bigfoot on Animal Planet. Bobo, of course, the Humboldt star of the show. They're getting their filming and festival on in Willow Creek. So Bobo told Channel 3, quote, I think there's a 10% chance of rain and a 100% chance of Bigfoot being there. Are those Bigfoots or is it just a meeting for the next Mr. Humboldt pageant? Hairy dudes, who knows? Uh, a couple of parents were arrested for allegedly selling heroin. They have a five and a three-year-old that were taken by child services. Stupid. A nonprofit wants to put up a tiny house village for the homeless in Manila. Looks like their community would take a look at this soon. A rep told Mad River Union the area would start out as a camp and be carefully managed. They're hoping Manila is on board to look at this at their next meeting May 18th. I liked this post on Reddit. Moving to Eureka next month. I'm concerned with tsunami threats along the coast. How ready is the city out there? Top response. If you're not a strong swimmer, just wear a life jacket everywhere. You'll be fine. <laughs> the serious response, though, look at a map of the potentially affected areas. That way you know what to do, where to go. Arcada is looking at college kids and saying, don't dump your shit on the street when you move. Okay, I'm paraphrasing, but there's a nice guide that has places in Arcata where you can donate or recycle. Bunch of college kids moving. I'll post a link at HumboldtLastWeek.com. An alleged drunk driver in Eureka caught air on Broadway in front of Pacific Motorsports. You see that? 
They totally wrecked a couple of road signs on the way to catch an air and then plowed through that wood fence where they uh, display all their ATVs. You can see the video on Loco. Roads, where we're going, we don't... Okay, you know. I checked out the screening of Pitching Tents at the Old Steeple in Ferndale last week. Awesome spot for Ferndale Music Company. They, of course, had the uh, live stream of Truman the Barn Owl there. I asked someone there, and they said the name is based off the Truman Show, since Jim Carrey shot the Majestic in Ferndale. Anyway, uh, a couple of her eggs hatched. Truman's eggs, little baby owls. You can check out the uh, live feed at FerndaleMusicCompany.com. There's that truck upside down in the sand at the beach in Trinidad. Loco had the photos. It was all buried up to his foot pedals and reportedly leaking gas onto the beach. Shitty. That famous Pirates of the Caribbean ship is in Humboldt. I won't Jack Sparrow you the details. The Lady Washington has been in Pirates of the Caribbean, Curse of the Black Pearl, Star Trek Generations, Once Upon a Time, and Revolution. I saw on Channel 3 it'll be in Humboldt until May 8th. The Jefferson Community Center in Eureka was hit by vandals, a spot just down the road from the post office. Fifteen windows were broken, busted gates at the toddler center, thrashed up tables, racist graffiti, not cheap to repair. The director of the nonprofit's whole KIEM, they're asking neighbors to keep an eye out. Also, vandals destroyed about 2000 bucks worth of trees and plants in Arcata on the plaza. Cops in Arcata want info on that. They don't have cameras on the plaza? You'd think they would, right? A guy from Arcata was arrested for allegedly shooting his handgun at an occupied car near Gentoli. I saw in the Times Standard his kid was apparently with him whenever he shot at this car. Cops say he resisted arrest before being taken in, and the incident happened after a dispute. Now, uh, just real quick before we jump into Humboldt next week and the main story for this week, uh, a tragedy occurred in our community. Now, I'm not going to go into a whole bunch of details. I really try hard to separate my day job from this podcast, but it was a really tough week. One of my coworkers was shot and killed, and the man who took her life then took his own. Two families are in pain. They're friends. They're coworkers. The woman who lost her life just days before she came to me, we were talking about ways to make our community better. She just really cared my heart goes out to Humboldt County over this. It's just not easy um, for anybody. I feel like something to take away from this is, you know, we can always do better to take care of ourselves so that, you know, we can be in the best position to take care of each other. I'm hoping maybe you'll take a moment to join me in respecting everybody uh, going through pain over this incident. Okay, switching gears. Before we jump into the main story, let's check out Humboldt next week, see what's going on. Sunday the 30th, Gregory Allen Isakoff at Humbrews in Arcata. And I ached for my heart like something man. That's indie folk out of South Africa originally, influenced by Cohen and Springsteen, Doors at 8. Also Sunday the 30th, Sister Carol at Six Rivers Brewery in McKinleyville. Jamaican reggae starts at 9. Tuesday the 2nd, Comedy at the Jam in Arcata. Doors at 8.30. Wednesday the 3rd, Comedy at the Eureka Inn. Doors at 9. Friday and Saturday, the 5th and 6th, Comedian Lunell at Live in Humboldt, the old Red Fox Tavern in Eureka on 5th. is remodeled. Shows at 7 and 9.30 both nights. Again, Friday and Saturday. And Saturday the 6th, Arts Alive in Eureka at 6.00. 
and David Sedaris at HSU and Arcata, NPR humorist, doors at 8. Now, jumping into this main story, there's a lot out there on this tragic incident where an HSU student was stabbed and killed off campus at a house party. As you probably know, the suspect pled not guilty to murder. And before we delve into this, let's just take a moment to let it sink in. Someone died. You know, families are grieving. Hearts are broken. People are sad. They're angry. They're confused. They're scared that Arcata is not the place they wish it was. And again, a life was lost. And someone else could potentially go to prison. I spoke with Arcata Police Chief Tom Chapman, and here's what he had to say regarding the facts of the case. In reference to our homicide investigation of David Josiah Lawson, obviously a young man is dead. He died as a result of stab wounds that he sustained during a physical altercation at a house party um, in Arcata on April 15th. We arrested 23-year-old Kyle Zollner for that crime. Uh, He's been booked into custody at the Humboldt County Jail uh, that same day, uh, was arraigned on Wednesday, April 19th. Zollner is being held after arraignment. I believe the bail is $1 million for homicide, and he is scheduled to be given a preliminary hearing on Monday, May 1st. There's definitely an argument that occurred involving several people, Zollner included. The knife that was recovered uh, at the scene is being processed for evidence. It was submitted to the California Department of Justice Forensic Laboratory. If there are fingerprints, that's not something that you know I would share. It's something that would be brought up in the court process. And so when I say not share, that's not something that I would publicize in the media. Um, The case, the evidence, the circumstances all have to be heard in front of a judge in a courtroom and not outside of that. Now elsewhere, the Times Standard pointed to court documents that suggested that Kyle Zollner did admit to fighting with the victim. Zollner has a preliminary hearing set for May 1st at the Humboldt County Courthouse. Now, there's a lot of speculation out there about this incident. Disclaimer, as of right now, if we were not at this house party, we do not know what happened. These are things being discussed in the media and conversations our community is having. One of the victim's friends told North Coast News in the Mad River Union that he thinks the crime was racially motivated. The victim was black and the suspect is white. He said that white people were accusing black people of stealing a phone, that he and his friends were maced by friends of the suspect after they beat him up, and one of his friends took a knife away from the suspect after the stabbing. That as his friend was dying, white women were saying, quote, I really hope that N-word dies. I reached out to the friend of the victim who made these claims, Elijah Chandler. He said he couldn't talk until next week. Now, a friend of the suspect has a different story. She was at the party and gave information to Kyle Zollner's family, which was shared in a letter which I first saw via redheaded black belt. She said yes, they were looking for a missing phone, but when Kyle Zollner asked about the phone, one of the men struck her in the face, fights broke out, multiple men beat Kyle unconscious, these women used pepper spray to defend him, and the victim was stabbed while Kyle was knocked out. Kyle's family says he's innocent. The real murderer must be found, and they want witnesses to come forward. 
Again, Kyle Zollner pled not guilty to murder. His uncle told the Times Standard nobody saw him with the knife. He's not racist. He has a full-time job. and He's responsible. A friend of the suspect, Angelina Torres, reiterated that she believes he is in no way racist. He is with my little sister. They've been dating for a long time. Years. I just knew instantly that he was a good person. The way he interacted with our family, like, he's just got a love for people. He is very kind. There's no way he even has an ounce of evil in his body. He's come to our family gatherings. He spent holidays with us. I know he has plenty of people of color that are friends. He has a very diverse group of friends. Um, It is definitely not all white people. We're Hispanic and Native American ourselves. He interacts with everybody. He cares about people. He doesn't base people on the color of their skin. That's the beauty of him. Now, to sum up the differing viewpoints that are out there in the media, we have people that can't agree if racism played a role in this stabbing, how the fight or fights started, when and why mace was used, what words were exchanged, whether the suspect even had a knife, and finally, whether or not the suspect was conscious at the time of the stabbing. Beyond the crime itself, there are other things being talked about regarding race when it comes to all this. More from Elijah Chandler, close friend of the victim. In addition to saying he thinks the crime occurred because of racism, he also told the Mad River Union he believes the police didn't help as much because of racism. And the EMTs, the medical responders, didn't try very hard to save the victim because of racism. One of the top public responses to that came in on Facebook. This man said, anyone who knows the EMTs here knows this kid is full of shit. I get his friend was murdered and I feel for him and everyone else affected by this tragedy. However, his accusations that everyone is racist shows his vision is clouded. Another top comment referred to a firsthand experience outside of Arcata and partially reads, don't doubt for a second that these first responders react to people of color differently than white people. When it comes to the Arcata Police Department, at least in this particular issue, Chief Chapman confirmed when this happened, it was first inaccurately reported to a dispatcher that a gun was at the scene in addition to a knife. There was no gun. Obviously, he said that can change how officers respond. Absolutely. It would change how anybody responds to an incident. Um, However, um, no gun was discovered or found, uh, and there was no credible evidence once it was analyzed that uh, that was real. It was something that was reported to our dispatcher who in turn reports it to the responding officers who in turn have to safely navigate the situation. More on this. At a meeting, Arcata City Councilwoman Sophia Perriera said this, quote, students expressed concern that I share that race played a role in this homicide and we cannot continue to ignore the systemic and cultural racism that exists in our community. We as a community failed Josiah and other students of color who stated over and over again, they do not feel safe or welcome here. And for that, I deeply apologize. Finally, regarding racism in relation to the stabbing itself, the father of the victim told North Coast News He needs to know more before considering if racism played a role in the incident. He said, at this time, he thinks this was more of a pride issue than a race issue. After all that, I want to conclude with these words from the Arcata Police Chief, Tom Chapman. We all want to know the facts right now, but all of the speculation that we heard is just speculation until proven. The reason I bring it up is because these conversations 
are happening in our community and the media is discussing them. Oftentimes, you know, where there's no narrative, people will fill that void with conjecture and speculation. And it's tough. It, it really is. And I'm sympathetic to that. Um, this is real life, though. This is as real as it gets. This isn't television. This isn't social media. Uh, there's not instant gratification or instant messaging that happens in these circumstances. That court process is the arena where these cases are tried, where the facts are contested, where justice is supposed to be served, and that's where our focus is, and it's going to remain there. We are under intense scrutiny, intense criticism, and I recognize that, and I've got to shield us from that as much as I can in terms of the focus is justice and the focus is the criminal investigation. Um, a lot of rocks are being thrown at the APD, but at the end of the day, there's a mom who is mourning the loss of her son, and there's a 19-year-old who's been murdered, and we have to stay committed to them. To conclude all of this, and it's the most important thing, I want to honor the life of the victim. And before we go there, I want to share these comments. The family of the suspect said this in their letter that I read via redheaded black belt, quote, the family is heartbroken that a young man's life was lost and our family, which is a family of faith, has continued praying for all the family and friends of the victim. And the father of the victim said this to North Coast News, quote, I could only imagine the hurt they must feel knowing that he may be convicted if he's guilty of murder. And I pray that God comforts them as well during this time of tragedy. KHSU host Lorna Bryant sat down with the mother of the victim, Charmaine Lawson, and a few others that knew Josiah, or DJ, as his mom called him. These are a few of her comments. Tell me about DJ the little boy. Oh, DJ the little boy that loved candy. <laughs> what was his favorite candy? Jelly Rancher. What Jelly flavor? Flavor is um, the, the apple. Okay, the I apple. can get behind that. Yes, yes. <laughs> that's, okay. That's what he enjoyed. Um, growing up, DJ played soccer, um, t-ball. He was just energetic. Okay. You know, he was full of life. He didn't like staying inside. He loved to be outdoors, just running around. There's a pond not too far from where we live, and he would go with his brother, and they would dig shrimp <laughs> out the pond, and like, hey, mom, you know, can you cook this or just, 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 just full of life. Okay. He was a great, great, an amazing kid. Wait, digging, digging for shrimp in Southern California? In Southern California, I'm from Jamaica. We're I, island. And, I, um, I hear it. I hear it. Yes, yes, we're from the islands, and he loved going home to Jamaica. And one of the brothers from um, Brothers United said yesterday, you know, you lost your son, but you just gained 15 more sons. And right there, I was just, I was just overjoyed when they said that, you know, yes. just make me feel really good knowing that he spent time with these young men and they were doing positive things. And, you know, um, I, I'm just, I, I'm, I cannot tell you I'm not sad and broken, sure. and but just know that I have 15 other children, young yeah, men. We love you. We who, love you. Yes, yeah. and I love mm -hmm. you guys so very much, and I just appreciate everything that you guys have done for for DJ Josiah, like mm -hmm. you guys call him. Humble, black, 
Speaks.